Today's daf is daf chof. We are holding Amaravina. It's uh, three lines before the lines get wide on the at the bottom of your test of the days. Amaravina. So Amaravina, Amarli Ameimar. So Avina said that Ameimar told him Hachi Amar Mareimar that this is what Mareimar had told Ameimar, which made the Ravdimi in the name of Ravdimi. So it's Ravina telling him what Ravdimi told him that Mareimar had told that that Ameimar told him that not more. It's Ravina telling him what Ameimar told him that Mareimar told him. And what did he tell him? Hani gita kamayu That when you have two Adim that are, even if they're acting as Adim Asira, they are there witnessing the delivery of the get, that they also have to actually read the contents of the get before they attest to the delivery of the get. So some special takana put into place that in order for the delivery to be effective, the, those who are witnessing it also have to make sure that they've read the contents. So one has a question from a case we had yesterday. Yesterday we had a case is that a man gave a get to a woman and she immediately threw it into the fire or, or, or got it, it was destroyed. And then he came back and claimed, oh, you know what was written in the get wasn't really a get. It was some other kind of legal document, but it wasn't a get. And then the question is, is she or not? And the, and the, the Gemara had to rule that since the chazaka, the assumption, the legal presumption is that it was a get, the husband now cannot go ahead and change from what the legal presumption is. But the Gemara's question is, how did it even become a question? If the ruling is that before the delivery of the get, the Eid and Mesira have to read the contents of the get, how is it possible that the husband could even challenge Dan and say that it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a really a get? Someone says like this. So, Mesa, anyone has the following question, says in the Bryce yesterday, Isaac, that this, behold, this is your get. And at last, and she took it with our castle, Liam, and threw it into the ocean. Allah, or into the fire, or the cold, or anything that destroyed it. The chaz of Amr, then the husband comes back, and he says, Shtar Pasim, Hu, Shtar Amanahu. These are two other type of documents, the Shtar Pasim and the Shtar Amana. Pasim basically was that you asked your friend to make it look like he owes you money, that you can use this to get credit. As if, you know, you have people that are owing you money. And, and the Ashara Mana was that it was an IOU, but it was an IOU that basically stated you're trusting that the guy's going to lend you the money. You're giving it to him as if you owe him the money already, even though he hasn't yet given you the money. But either way, whatever, that's not the point. The point is, the question is, he's, the husband is saying it wasn't really a get. The Shaila is, so it says over the Megureshes, that the ruling was that she's Megureshes. He does not have the ability to prohibit her to now revoke it being a get because the Chazok was in place that it was a good get. The Chayra, what do you even have to come on to that? Uh, so that if, if you're telling me that the, those present when it's being delivered have to read it, so then once it's been read by them, me matzi amar how could he come back and say that the contents of the get weren't actually a get? You ask, ask the Eid and Mesira, right? Someone says, ask the people who were there that read it. Someone says, look, the case over here is as follows. I'm going to tell you outside. Let's see the case was, everything is going fine. He says, guys, I want to divorce my wife with this. Those who are there witnessing it took it, read it. What happened was, he went and he put it in his sleeve. And then... A couple seconds later, pulled it out of his sleeve and gave it to her. She threw it into the fire. What he's claiming right now was that he pulled a different one out of his sleeve. That's the claim. So now, our question, was well, they read it? What? No, because he's claiming there was a switch over here. And that, the, the, the Bryson rules, he doesn't have the believability to say that it was switched once the chazaka is that there's a get in place. That, that, now we already understand why there's, there's some room for him to have made that claim. So what is it 
the cases that Ness is really talking about, the Bosa de Karyua, after the witnesses read it, Ayla Lebey Yadeh, he put it into his sleeve, for Avke, and then he pulled it out. So Mao de Seima, you might have said, that we have to believe in that what, at least it creates a suffix, he might have switched it, Kamash Malan, there's no suffix over here, we don't have to believe him. Alright. We're going to learn the upcoming circuit. Actually, in the Rishonim, how to learn this. I believe this is the way the Ramban approaches this Gemara. We're going to read it. Ahu Gavra, the Zorak Lagita Ledebisu. There was a person that threw a get to his wife, Lebeni Dani, and it landed somewhere in her property amongst the barrels. And he threw it to his wife amongst the barrels. Now, the problem is, that when we went looking for the get, the document we found was a mezuzah. Sestakach mezuzah. Now, the, the, so, so the question is that we're concerned that maybe he didn't really throw her a get, maybe he threw her a mezuzah. Ask the Ramban, didn't we just say that you're supposed to read it? So he says, it's true that, so, but at least maybe it should be a suffix we don't know 100% what was written there, but the fact we found a mezuzah and we didn't read it, that would lend credence to say that what? That maybe it wasn't a get to begin with, and at least it should be a suffix of an ain of megoresh, as we can, maybe you have to do it again, just to make sure, right? So, Amrav Nachman, mezuzah beini dani since, how common it is to go looking amongst the barrel and find a mezuzah, and you don't find a get, what does that tell you? Right? So therefore, it must be that what he threw was, and therefore it's not even a suffix. What should be the rule? It's Vada Anima Goreshes over here. But he says, but this is only true, let's say you found only one mezuzah and no get. But let's say you find three mezuzahs. Now if you found three mezuzahs, what does that tell you? We know he only threw one document. And you found three mezuzahs. So obviously what? Somebody's been dropping mezuzahs there. Now, so therefore, what does that mean, Lagabe the get? That it's a get. You have to at least take into consideration that it might be a good get. It's a, at least a suffix that it's a good get. What happened to the get? Maybe the rats ran off with it. So if you only found one document, and that was a mezuzah, then you know, you know uh, uh, unequivocally that it's Enemagoreshes. You find more than one document over there. The question is, so why don't you find the get? That's a problem. I don't know what happened to the get. But it doesn't necessarily tell you that what he threw was a mezuzah. So at least it should be a suffix, uh, a question of a suffix. It's not a vada. It's just like this. So says the Gemara, When do we say it's vada, Adam if you only found one document? There was the mezuzah. But he found two or three mezuzahs. Since the Hanami Have, since basically, since you already found other ones, right? So therefore, it must be the one that you did find first, or is, is also was there from before, and not what he had thrown over. I, so what happened to the get? The Gita Amor, what you have to say with the get is Akbarim Shaklua, the rats ran off with it. Okay, but you can't say unequivocally that it is Enemagoreshes, because why are you finding two or three? So therefore that's where we have to be concerned. Ahu Gavra de Alabe Knishto. There was a certain individual walks into the shul, opens up the Aram Kaida, Shakal Sefatira, Yavel de Bisu goes to his wife, Hands of the Sefer Torah, Bamalah Hagite, Hare Admagoreshes Lee, with this Sefer and hands it to her. Okay? So, Amr of Yasev, Lamain Lechushla, what's the Shiloh? What's even the, what is the Shiloh over here? What would you think could be the concern? Now, maybe he went and took, and there's a margin on the, on the cloth, and in the margin, he went and he used Maymillin. Maymillin is the gall, gall water, gall, gall nut juice. And he wrote with a gall nut juice on the, the space, the on the back, on the sides of where there's space. Whereas that wouldn't be a concern either. Why wouldn't that be a concern? Because since we learned yesterday that something that's already been treated with gall nut juice, then the writing of it is considered to be ineffective. And therefore that wouldn't be a writing. Even if he did that, that wouldn't be a writing. It would be a Megoreshes. Where it says like this, that he wrote with walnut juice. 
Ein mei milin al gabe milin. We don't say that walnut juice written on walnut juice is considered to be effective writing. So that for sure would not be good. Okay, you know what? So you're going to say it like this. Oh, you know, it pays, there's a parsha in the Torah that talks about a man divorcing his wife. So maybe in his mind, the psukim that say, the cause of love, and asma, say for Christus, the psukim in the Torah, that's what he wants to use to divorce her with. So imishim Christus, the isbar that's written in, the, 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 the separation between the man and wife that is written in there, maybe that's what it's referencing. Morris says, that can't be. Why can't that be? Because you need the written lishma, right? The law lishma. We learned the kosev means lishma. So the fact that there are psukim in there can't piggyback onto those psukim, right? One second. Belekin, you don't have it. Now Maybe you'll tell me is that maybe it's uh, uh, that maybe this was a sefer Torah that was commissioned by the husband. And when he told the sofer hmm. to write over, when you get to the psukim of Parshas Gittin and Parshas say, I want you to have in mind, when it says, because of love, maybe that, and therefore it would make it lishma. Maybe that's the case. Maybe he came uh, before, he, pre- he prepared this, he, that, that uh, he, uh, before he told the sofer to write the sefer, he gave him money, Mikara originally, and he said, have in mind, when you write those sukkim, this is going to be what I'm going to use to divorce my wife. The problem, says the Gemara, is that can't be either. Because Habainan, the, the, the Rashi takes out also the, the Gro, he says like this, he says, he says, you need, take out the word Shino, Abba Inun, Shmo Vishma Vashem Ira Vashem Ira. Veleka, in order for a get to be a valid get, there has to be essential components of the get. His name, her name, his city, her city. That's not going to appear in the Sefer Torah. Right. So there's no Havamina over here that you could use. Not, not from the writing on the back, on the margins, which Lechorah would have to be this gold juice. If it's not, if something else, we would see it. And if it's the gold juice, we don't see it, then it wouldn't be valid anyway. And not in terms of the Psukim in there, because that would not either be a problem of Ishma, and even if it's not a problem of Ishma, it would be a problem because you're missing the Torah, if you're missing the main components of what the Get's supposed to say. So when it's like this, okay, you're right. So what's the havam in there? Why do you even bring this case in? <laughs> For Rabbi Yosef, Michael Mashmalon. So what's Rabbi Yosef coming to teach me? That it's Adam Agureshes, right? Obviously. Moses says, no, because there's a component to Rabbi Yosef's teaching that you might not have known. What is that? He said that if the guy tried to use gold up juice, it doesn't work. Because gold up juice cannot work on a paper that's already been treated with walnut juice. That's already the Kiddush. That's the novelty that Rabbi Yosef is trying to teach us, is that May, uh, that, that, that May Millen doesn't work on something that was written in May Millen. That's the point that he was trying to bring out of here. So, my Kamash Malan, She'ein May Millen, Al Gabe May Millen. Okay. What Let's, about Bezim? Bezim? What about Bezim? Shouldn't Bezim be involved in the Tivah Hatima? You're saying, like, he told the Abbas... Again, it, it does. It seems that it could be written. Lamaisa today we do everything through basting, but it seems that if you go to basting, everything's ready, and in front of them you do it, will be okay. I didn't the learn this the they, they saw it. I mean, again, it was, it was they witnessed it. Maybe it's mean, I mean, not the base case scenario, but it was done. So what do you do now? We, right. What's the hit? We already learned this. Yeah, yeah but how do we know this? This is what Yosef was teaching oh. at that point. Maybe it was in a bribe that he wasn't aware of. I don't know. Let's go on now. Tulsa is going to have a very big question on this. We'll see if you guys are sensitive to it. The question right now, let's say you have a get that was written that wasn't done necessarily lishma. Right? So the husband goes over to the sofa, or the husband does it himself, and he traces over the letters of the existing get. The names are fine. It was uh, Sarah, Avram is, 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 is divorcing uh, Sarah Leah, and everything, right? and, but it wasn't done Lishma. It was, it was a different Avram. But now he traces over and has in mind, when he's traced, now I have in mind that it should be Lishma. Can you add a Lishma component to the existing star by now tracing over? Right? That's, that's the Shiloh that the Gemara is going to ask. Now it says Tosfos, but we learned before that if you're not adding something significant like red dye over black dye, that there's no, I mean it's just black on black. So we said that's not considered to be a significant Ksav. 
So it's so, it's so, so must be that because you're adding the concept of lishma onto the new ksav, that gives it the significance that it could work. That's what says it's a chiddush. But let's take a look. Let's take a look. But let's go inside. So Amr Abchista get shekas vayshalol lishma. You have a get initially was written shalol lishma. The heavier of kumus and then either the husband or the sofer went and traced over it with his quill and he had kavvano lishma. He says, This would seem to be a, we're entering into the realm of machlokas between the Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Where do we see this machlokas, Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim, where you can, whether you can impute Lishma by tracing over. Where do we see this machlokas? The Sanya we learned in a the case is like this, very interesting case here, that when you write a Sefer Torah, the Shemos of Hashem have to be writ- lit- written for the sake of Kodesh. means you have to know that actually some people when they write mezuzahs or sifritah they actually go to the mikvah. Like real Every time they come to Hashem Hashem. You know, that's why it takes so long. But the point is that it has to be written with Hashem Hashem. It has to be for Kodesh. So what happened was the sofer wasn't paying attention. And instead of the next word being Yudke Vavke, he thought it was Yehuda. He thought it says Yehuda. But... He made a mistake and left out the dollar. Mm. So ultimately, what ended up happening? He wrote Yud K Vav K, but thinking that it's going to be the shame to name Yehuda. So the Shiloh over there is, well, can he trace over the Yud K Vav K and now impute? So the Gemara is going to assume that we have a machlokas here between Yehuda and the Chachamim. And if that's the machlokas over there, then that's what Rav Chista was saying. So by a get. Can you go on? That's Bonola Machloikes between the Behuda and the Chachamim. Everybody with me? So let's see it inside. So Gemara says, Laisani went in a brayso. Haresh Ha'yot Tzarech Lichtoi V'Sashem. The word that came up was Yudke Vavke. Nizkabu Lichtoi Yehuda. This person intended to write the word Yehuda. But Vitao, he made a mistake. Lo Hitol B'Dalit. He left out the Dalit. Means at the end of the day, what was written was Yudke Vavke. Madra Lav Kulmus Mekatshay. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says that you can go ahead and you can just trace over the Yudkei Vavke L'Shem Hashem and it'll work. Chachamim Oymrim Ein Hashem Minam Mufchar. Now this expression is difficult a little bit because Ein Hashem Minam Mufchar all the Rishon everyone explains it's clear that they hold that it's, it's possible. It's possible. So what are you using the expression Ein Hashem Minam Mufchar Ein Hashem Minam Mufchar seems what? That's not the preferred way of doing it. I was listening on the last cycle, I don't know where I got it from, but that, 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 that one way of understanding is that we hold that it's possible. But even you, Rabbi Yehuda, has to, have to agree that what? That ain't Hashem and Amukha, that this is really not the, not the appropriate way, not the best way to go ahead and do it. But either way, however you translate the words ain't Hashem and Amukha, the Rachamim Shita, is that it's disqualified. Now, the Chorah, the Baruch Hista understands what are they arguing about? What is the Machlech? Uh, if you could put ink and make it... If you could use, by retracing, create the Din of Lishma. Says the Gemara that Labdafka. It doesn't have to be. It could be that everybody holds you could create Lishma by retracing. And therefore, in the case of Get, it would be fine. No, but it's not totally Machlech. So what's then the Machlechist? The machlokas over there is a different one. When you retrace one letter, it makes that letter look much bolder, like sticks out more than the other ones. That takes away from Zekeli Vanaveyu. When you write a Sefer Torah, it has to be written in a beautified manner. It has to be done in a beautified manner. The Rachamim Shita is that by Sefer Torah, if you don't write it, if you look, it looks like a, uh, like, like a shmata, you didn't write it in a correct way, it disqualifies the sefer. I mean, the reason why the Chachamim hold it's a problem is not because you cannot impute lishma by retracing. The reason they hold it's not, it's, aesthetically, if you, aesthetically, that's the first Taisvis you'll give a say, in the third parak of a Sechah Sukkah, right, Yavesh, Rajah Zekhel of Alveyu, Taisvis says it's only a Lechah. Yeah, we don't have that problem. What's that? Yeah, we don't have that problem. And by get, there's no Indian of, of Zekhel of Alveyu, therefore, 
Gemara, the Chachamim would agree, it would be okay. That's what the Gemara's pushback is over here. Let's see the side. So I'm Rav Achabar Yaakov, maybe that's not the case. That Machlokas Tanoim is not going to be a Machlokas in a Pchistus case by Get. Adkan Lekami Rabbonin Hosom. The Rabbonin only took their position over there that it's no good in the case of Seva Torah. The Ba'inan Zek this is my God and I will beautify him. I have to beautify him. I have to write the Torah in the most aesthetic way possible, most beautiful way. But Lekin, you don't have that if you're going over a letter. But by get, it wouldn't be a problem. And therefore, it could be that Chachamim and Yehuda would both agree in Rav Chistah's case that does impute Lishma and there would be no problem. Amr Rav Chistah. Rav Chistah made the following statement. That I, it's possible for me to disqualify every get in the world. Okay? So what does it mean? What do you mean by that? What, what is it that he, 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 he focused on that there's a, some kind of loophole or some kind of, not actually loophole, it's the other way around, but there's some kind of technicality that you could disqualify all the gits in the world. So, Amalei Rovah. So, Rovah said to Rovchista, my time, what's your reasoning? What are you thinking? Maybe it's the following. Let me speak it out. The Pasuk says, the Kasav, is that the man, it implies that the man has to write and hand the get to the woman, which implies that the writing of the get and the ownership of the document that's being handed over has, has come from the man to the woman. Yeah. Now, the Chachamim established the Takana because sometimes if you wait for the man to get it taken care of, what will happen? Take the wrong. It'll never taken care of. So they gave, they, they gave the woman the right to pay the sofa. You go pay the sofer, make sure it gets written, and then once it's written, the sofer will hand it to the husband, and the husband will negarish her with it. However, this takana, this loophole, says of Christ, that really creates a problem. Because since the cost of law implies that the man is financially responsible for the document, alright, and here when the woman pays the sofer, it's as if she's acquired the document. Maybe that disqualifies the document. So, so maybe Rabbi said, maybe that's what you, Rabbi Chista, think with this new document. You could go ahead and disqualify all. But Rabbi's going to say it's Labdaf, it's not a riot. Because we know that, that the Chachamim have a koch of, of Hefker based in Hefker. Chachamim have a right to say that your money, you don't own it. In fact, they could say you own it. They can, they, they have that ability, Basin has that. So maybe the Takana that says that they, they can, that can allow a woman to pay the sofa to make sure that it gets done expeditiously, what they actually did was the money that she gives the sofa, they actually transferred that money as if it belongs to the man. So it's considered as if the man is acquisitioning it, and therefore there's no problem. So that would not disqualify the get. Everybody with me? Let's read inside. So, the Kosov, since the Pasuk says the Kosov, that he is the one that has to be in charge of the acquisitioning of the get. And therefore, because of this Takana, she's the one who pays the sofa. Maybe it wouldn't be a problem, says Rav, why not? Because Dilma Aknuya Akni Maybe the Akni Lay Maybe the way it works. It's true she gives the money, but using the co-op of Hefker based in Hefker, they consider it as if who's taking ownership of and paying for the sofa. They transferred that financial right as if that money was his, and therefore that would take care of the problem, no problem. So that can't be the issue. Ella says the Gemara may be robbers again, trying to figure out what Rav Chista was saying when he said, I can disqualify all the gittin in the world. Right? I think Rav Chista was Rav's father-in-law, I believe. So anyway, so he says, like this, Ella, Mishum Tichsev, Venasan. Because it says, Vekasav lo Venasan Veyodo. Alright? Now, Nasina usually throughout... Uh, uh, areas of halacha, when something has to be a nasino, it has to be a something of significance. There has to be something of value, of significance. So it says venosan. And we know that generally the piece of paper that the get was written on was not really valuable in terms of it. You know, today it, it's actually... But the, the, but the paper itself it had no real value to it. So maybe why would Rav to say get Gitin are disqualified because the materials that we're using today 
has not even worth a pruta. If it's not worth a pruta, then you don't really have an act of a nesina. Maybe that's what would disqualify. The Pazik state Benasan Asan implies usually it has to be something of substance that's given, right? This should be a Shabapruta, Vahakala Yavla Midi, and yeah, you're not giving anything that's worth a pruta. Tumor says that again, Rubber pushes back and says, that's not a problem. Because it's true. In other areas where you need to have a Nasino Right? The focus is on the value. And since the focus is on the value, the item has to be worth the pruta. But over here, Dilma Nasinas get he. Here all the Torah is interested is that a get is given. But there's no focus on the value. It's not, it's not the value is not doing anything. The value of the get and the mela over here, when it says Benasan, it doesn't mean that what? That it has to be smooth. That has to be So that wouldn't disqualify it either. Teda, and he says, I'll bring you a raya. He says, because we're going to learn in a moment, is that Shalchum is some, they stand from, uh, I, I guess it means Eretz Yisroh, they stand from Eretz Yisroh, the following ruling, Kosval Isure Hano, that even a get was written, Isure Hano, Isure Hano is something, let's say the hide of an animal that was served for Avodah something that you're not allowed to get any benefit, which has no Shavi at all, and you used it, as a get, and you shouldn't be using it as a get, but you use it as a get, what's the halacha? It's kosher. So you see clearly that what? That there doesn't have to be any value in the material of the get itself. And the venasan here just means that there has to be a conveyance of a get from the man to the woman, not there has to be something of substance being conveyed. So therefore, basically, Robert said, yeah, you might have thought you can disqualify every get, but Lamaisa, at least from the way I see it, says Robert, there's no way you could disqualify the get. Let's go on. Gufa, this itself was just mentioned. Shofa Nisam, they sent from Eretz Yisrael. Kosval if a get was written on a material that is prohibited from getting benefit from the Chorah, how can you use it for a get then? Because we know that, mit- that mitzvah is love lehenas mitnu. Doing performance of mitnu is love meaning it's not considered a benefit. Gitin is, is a mitzvah too. It's not considered to be a benefit. So therefore, Kosval Yisrael no kosher. So Amrav Ashi, I'll back up that statement from the Mishnah. It means that rule, there was a ruling from Eretz Yisrael, you can write in Yisrael, no, which means it doesn't have to have value. We really learned in our Mishnah a couple days ago, the same thing. It says, even if you wrote it on the leaf, on an, on an olive leaf, it's kosher. So obviously, what do you see? That you don't need any real value, because an olive leaf is not worth a pruta. Someone says, Avanar mitanina, Allah on a leaf of an olive, uh, uh, from, uh, right, it's kosher. Where it says that's not such a good raya because you could argue there's still a difference between isurei no and an olive leaf. Isurei no has zero value. An olive leaf, in and of itself, might be less than a pruta, but it adds up. It could add up with other olive leaves that it could e- equal up to a pruta. So you could make the argument. It's true, maybe you're not. It doesn't have to be with a pruta, but maybe you have to use something that can total and equal up to Pruta. So to bring a Raya that could use Yisra no from our Mishnah of, of Aleishel Zayis might not be such a good Raya. So Medeel Mashani Aleishel Zayis, the Chazilitz de Rufi. Chazilitz de Rufi means that what? It's fit to, uh, to add up to. It could accumulate to a Pruta with multiple olive leaves. But whereas Yisra no, there is no... Uh, it, it is a, there's actually a huge Mishnah Lamelech that gets into it's not beyond the scope of the Shir, but even though Yisurei uh, No does not have any value, can you have ownership of Yisurei Hano? It's an interesting discussion. Meaning, if, is it my Yisurei Hano or Yisurei Hano? It's like it's like it's like It's like it does not, it's not owned by anybody. That's a discussion. Obviously, it has bearing on our sugya too. Let's go on. Tanya, we learned in a bright. So, Rebbe Oimer, Rebbe said like this: Kotzval Isura no kosher. So this uh, came. This was sent from Eretz and and it says that Rebbe ruled this way. So Nafag Levi, so Levi was a Talmud cover of Rebbe. He went out and uh, it was, I don't know, Talmud. He says and Darsha Mishmei the Rebbe. He went out publicly and taught it in the name of Rebbe for and the Chachamim did not praise him. Why? Because if you teach it in the name of an individual, what does that imply? 
it's not necessarily the accepted halacha because you're teaching it as a das yochid. So he went back and taught it Mishmei the Rabbin. He taught it in the in the in the name of the Chachamim. So once he taught in the Chachamim, then Kilsua, the people praised him. Why? Because Alma, uh, because then already that implication is that what? That that is the Alochas. And when it says Alma, we see from this, that Hilkos HaKavos say, that that is the Alochas. Alocha is like, a, it's true, Rebbe said it, but don't just say it in the name of Rebbe, because you just said it in the name of Rebbe, publicly that could lend a uh, speculation that it might not be the Alochas. When you say it in the name of Divrei Akol, then it clearly makes it what they, that's the halacha. Tan Rabbonon. Now, we're getting into a whole new sugya here. The Pabraiza says, the kosab, that you have to write the get, but it should not be engraved. That's a simple translation of chakak. Chakak is engraving. So, are you telling me that halachically, when you engrave something, now what do you mean engrave? It's like you dig out the, you're digging out the pieces, right, to form the letters. So you tell me that's not considered to be a writing. But I mean, I'm going to ask you a following question. It says like this. We had a situation that an Eved was given by the master a tabla or a pinkas. A tabla is a, a, a board. A pinkas is what they used to use, uh, like a registry. But they used to have, now both those, uh, items, the way you wrote on them, you took a stylus and you carved you carved into it, it's like clay, and you carved into it the letters. And we know that many of the halachas of Eved are learned from Gittin. So now, it says over there, Yotzel Lecheros, it's a good, it's a good uh, declaration of, of, of emancipation. It's a good document. So what do you see? Chakika, clearly, is considered a form of Siva. Yeah. Right? So therefore, what does it mean over here? Now, explain, let me explain this. I'm trying to explain this in the easiest possible manner. There's two ways that you can engrave. Right? Let me explain this outside and we'll then read aside. One way is, what we normally understand, you carve out the letters and therefore you form the writing by carving the letters. The other way to engrave would be, is you carve around the letters. You cut out, not the area of the letters, but you're cutting out the area around the letters. Now when you cut the area around the letters, automatically the letters stick up. But what the Gemara is going to say, that's not considered writing. Writing... That's not engraving. It's a form of engraving. It looks, you look at it, it's, it's called, in, in terms of what we use the words, like the letters are, 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 are stuck, are, are, are you engraved, you cut out. The chakika, the word chakika, I mean, the word, there's no English translation exactly when we use the word engraving chakika. But chakika means something was carved out. What was carved out? So if you carve out the letter, we saw already, that is considered exiva. But if the way you cause the letters to be formed by carving out the areas around the letters, then that's not considered to be engraving. So therefore, so Moses says like this. So, uh, that, and that's going to be, that, that's when, when the price has said that Chakika is disqualified, it's referring to that type of engraving. engraving. So Moses says like this. So let's, let's see. Um, we should use a different word than engraving for that, maybe. I come up with a good word in English. What is it? All right. So Moses says like this. So, in Boston. Uh, so, so, so the Moses says this. So, uh, sorry. Where's one? So, let me just finish off the, 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 the bride. However, what, it doesn't work. That's the end of the bride. However, what is not considered to be a form of, of writing is if you have, like, a kippah is a knitted hat of a woman. And is some kind of ornament that's also woven. And what you did was, you took thread and you uh, created, you made the letters by dragging the thread over the, and like, so you put the needle in one place and you put it in the other place. So right. So you, that, that's not considered a form of writing. So Raj explains, because there it's not actually becoming part of the material. It's just lying over the existing thread and therefore that is not considered to be a form of writing. So therefore it is considered writing if you wrote into the tablet, into the pincus, but if you just took thread and you, and, and you, and you dragged it over 
a, uh, a woolen uh, a, a woolen garment or a woolen ornament, that's not considered to be counted. But anyway, the point we're asking is, how could the Bryson say first, Chakika is not good, and now we have a, a statement here clearly that says Chakika is, Bryson Chakika is good. So, Amr Ula, Amr Rabbi Lozza, Had the Chak Tuchos, Had the Chak Yurechos. So let's just, just use the word incorrectly. Hadachak tugach. Tugach means that you're pressing down on the interior of the letter. It means you're not pressing down the letter itself. You're pressing down the area at the interior or around the letter to form the letter. And that's not considered to be a form of ksiva. Because ksiva requires there's a direct action on the letter itself. Here there's no direct action on the letter. The letter comes out in the mail because you're depressing the area around it. Whereas the case where it is, chakiga, is considered to be a valid form is where the chak yurechos. Chak yurechos means on the actual base or the legs of the letter you're actually applying the pressure to, so you're carving into the, into the, into the tabla, into the pinkas, that is considered to be a form of ksiva. So when is engraving considered to be ksiva is where you directly are applying the pressure to the formation of the actual form of the letter and not where you're doing it on the interior or the surrounding areas of the letter to form the letter. Then that would not be considered a ksiva. So Moira says like this, uh, now, you're telling me that on the interior or surrounding areas between the letters, that would not be considered to be a form of writing. And what I was going to ask a question over here is that the tzitz, the tzitz that the gold band that the coin wore on his, uh, on, on, on his, on his forehead, you totally use the lesson of ksiva. The costs of, you have to use the of Siva, and we're going to see that the letters actually were bolets. The letters protruded outwards. Now, the one understands right now, the only way the letters could protrude outward is if you carved around it, and it's still called a Siva. So when it says like this, when it says, from, uh, from the interior going around the letter and therefore the letter popping up is not considered to be a form of siva. I mean, I'm going to ask you a following contradiction. It says as follows, that the Shem Hashem was not written in, uh, impressed into the band. Rather, it protruded outward from the band. Kedin Rei Zohar, the same way as the gold coins of that day, the gold coins of that day, the, the figures and the letters protruded outward, right? Protruded outward, right? So they were, Baha Din Rei Zohar, the way they got the gold coins to do that is there was a die, there was a press that pressed down the areas around the letters and the letters then would pop up. And therefore, if it says that's how they did the... that the tzitz is considered with the letters popping out like Din Rezov, so what do you see? It is considered a ksiva, even if it's tuchos, even if you're pressing the areas around the letters. So what it says like this, that's not what it means. Let me explain it outside and say. What it's going to say is the effect is like Din Rezov. The gold plate looked like Din Rezov in that the letters protruded. But it wasn't formed the same way. And Rashi explains it's based on the more coming up. The way it was done, by Din Rezov is no question. They had a, they had a mold, a die, and they pressed down on the gold piece. And the die actually only pressed down the areas around the letters of the pictures and the letter picked up. That's not what they did with the Shem Hashem. The Shem Hashem protruded out, but that's because they knocked it in from the back. They knocked it in from the back that caused the letters to protrude. But since they knocked it in from the back, the activity was done directly in the formation of the letter, not in the area around. The, uh, what, what it compares it to Din Rezov means the effect was like Din Rezov, in that the letters protruded outwards. But how they got there wasn't done the same way. But that wasn't a case then of Tuchos, that's more of a case of Yerechos, because they were applying the pressure to the actual letters itself. Let's see it inside. Where it says Kedin Rezav, but like Kedin Rezav, not exactly like Din Rezav. The Ilu Hasam Tuchos, by Din Rezav, it clearly is Tuchos. It's only focusing on the area around the letters. But Hachid was Yerechos. Now the Gemara doesn't say exactly why it's Yerechos, but Rashi gives us the sneak peek based on coming up tomorrow. It was Yerechos because what? The they did it from the other side. Now, we're going to see, this is very important, you saw, the Ritva says that a couple times too, is that when you learn Sugyas, they recorded them, they were not necessarily linear. Like in sequence. Sometimes they were parallel. 
In this base match, they came to the same result as in this base match, because we already went through the Shaklataria and we had explained it, but we brought, but the, but the way, the way, uh, Ravina and Ravashi, when they recorded, the editors of the Gemara, they recorded sometimes parallel sugyas, but it looks like one after the other, but it's not linear, it actually is parallel. And that's what's going to happen over here. So one says like this, so Ravina of Ravashi asked the following question. Amalei uh, Ravina Ravashi. So Ravina asked Ravani the following question. This is a scientific question. Listen to this question, Gavaldiga question. He says as follows. He says, when you make a die to press down on, on a gold coin, Right? So what ends up happening is the surrounding areas become depressed and the letters or the picture becomes raised. He says, scientifically, how does that work? Does that work solely because the molecules surrounding the letters get pressed down? And automatically when you press down those areas, so then the area that's left is raised, it appears. Or does the pressure push the molecules into the letters and that causes the letters to form and pray them? What's the difference? He says the difference is going to be our Shiloh. Because he understands you can only consider a get as written. You can only consider it written is if you directly are doing something to form the letter. Not that it comes out uh, passively. It actively has to be formed. But if you learn that the way a die works, it actually presses the molecules into the form of the letter, then it might be that's valid for Ksiva. You'd be able to write a get with that, even though you're pressing the area around the letter, but maybe the pressing of the letter is, is pushing. All coming from the same material. I mean, from one... But again, but is it only, is it, is it completely a passive act which would not be considered Ksiva? Or maybe that is considered like directly putting the molecule, you're pressing the molecules to form the letter, and that would be considered to be a Ksiva. That was the Shiloh that he asked him. Let's read inside. So again, let's see inside, use the terminology here. Amali Rabina Lurabashi, Rushma. Rushma is, this is the, the dye, the mold that they press down to make the coins with. Mechrat's Chorit. Does it just, Chorit is a ditch. Does it just dig the area around the letters? That's the only pressure that's there. That's the only force. It's creating the, de- the, 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 the ditch, the, 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 uh, depth of the area around the letter, and Mamela then comes out that the letter is formed, it's raised. Oh, Kenufe Machnif. Or maybe what it does is it actually pressures and gathers together the molecules and forces the letter to pop up. But so therefore, that's more of a direct formation of the letter. So he answered it, Amalim Mechrat's he says, it, uh, it's Mechrat's No, he says, the way it works is, if you're only depressing the area around the letter, you're not adding any pressure to the formation of the directly to the letter itself. So, Eisevei, so he asked the Makasha from the following, The Shiloh we just had from the Tzitz, the Tzitz that said protruded outwards, but it, and like, like Dinre Azov, like the letters of the, of the pictures on a gold coin. Now there we know they use a die. And therefore, if you're telling me that you're not actually forming the letter, but you're just depressing the area around it, then that would not be considered Siva. So why is it kosher in the case of the sits? If you tell me the only way it works is because you're depressing the area around the letter, we know that the Torah says, It has to be exceva, and that would not be considered exceva for Leica. So we want to answer the same terms we just had. It's like Din Rezav in terms of the effect, but it's not formed like Din Rezav. Kedin Rezav, the boiler that it protrudes outwards. There, it's formed on the outside by pressing the area around the letter, which we said, it's Mechraz Charitz, it's not considered to be a real Ksiva. But Hacha Me'evroi, here's where Rashi took it from. Here it's being formed from the other side. It's being formed from the other side, and you are directly applying the pressure to the letter itself. It is considered to be a form of exiva. the following So this guy wants to save time over here. He goes and he gives her a get written on a piece of gold. Right? And he says to her, here's your get and count it as your ksuva as well. So two, two, a two for one option over here. Shiloh is, can you do that? 
Now, what's the Shiloh? What would be the problem? So let me tell you what the problem is. We're going to learn in a moment is that if a person says to a woman, I'm being Megarish you with this get, <coughs> but I'm retu- retaining ownership on the paper. I'm retaining ownership on the paper. Cheap guy. I'm retaining ownership on the paper. Now, what I'm going to say is that you're only then Megarish with the letters. You're not being Megarisher with the actual paper. It's Aina Megureshes. So the Shiloh over here is that if the person intends the gold to function as the Ksuva, you could argue, then what does he mean Megarisher with? Well, only the letters. Maybe it's no good. Right? Or maybe not. The bottom line is, at the end of the day, since he is giving her the document with the letters, that's better than the case where he's retaining... The paper for himself. That's that's the two stardom of the shadows. Let's see inside. So Moses is like this. Bar Nachman. al Tatshel Zohar on a on a a plate of gold. For Amarlois Kabli Gitev is Kablik Silvasaf. Right? I want you to uh, be macabre. Okay? The people make, spend, they want to make the most expensive wedding. He want to make the most expensive get. Right? So therefore, so, and he says, and you can keep the gold as your ksuva, mahu. So, amar alei, niskabla git, niskabla ksuva also. Fine. That's considered when she takes it, that's receiving the get, and it's also receiving her ksuva. So, Aesive, the one has a following question from a Bryce. He's Kabligite. The case is a similar case. Again, it was a gold uh, plate. However, it was a gold plate that the margins were very wide. So, meaning that there's. There, and what he said to her was, he says, I want this to be your get. Vahashar. Vahashar means the areas that are beyond the Ksav. That should work for your Ksuva. Vahashar Luxuva Sayyid. The Brizer says the same thing. Now, what's the Gemara's question? The Gemara says it seems to be the only reason you could use it for the Ksuva is because you made clear that, that the part that's going to be the Ksuva is the Shah, is the wide margins. But, but if you would have wanted it to be that the area where the get is directly written on, Tzmashma, it wouldn't work. So that would be contradicting the, the, the ruling that was made before. Because in Robert's case, right, when, uh, when Robert asked Rav Nachman, he wasn't talking, he never said that I wanted to be with a shar. He just said the same document of the get should also be for her ksuba. So what it says, on the bright side, it seems to be a teyufta on Robert's ruling. So time of the ikashar, the implication is only because there is these wide margins. Ha ikashar, but you wouldn't have the wide margins. Loya would not be functional for her. Okay. No? Or ksuba. Ksuba. You cannot use it for ksuba in order for the get to be a good get. So Moses says like this. The Moses pushes back and says, no. The Emma says, either way it works. If you said I want it to be for my ksuva, right? Either way it works in terms of that it's considered to be as dual impact. So why do you have to have the case of when you said, and the shar is going to be for the ksuva? So Moses says like this, I'll tell you why. Because you, you might think as follows. The husband, let's say he never said, I want the wide Margin. margins to be for the ksuba. You, could ask you, that. What? Could ask not that. only, not only ask that, but he can come along and say, you know, I gave you an expensive document and there were these wide margins. Why do you think I did that? I did that for one reason. Is that it shouldn't only count for yuksuva. After you get it, it should also count for yuksuva. What the bride is saying, unless he specifically he says, says that the shar is for the ksuva, we're not going to allow him to come back later and say, oh, keep the, uh, keep that, but, no, that's, but, but you don't have to say vahashar. It's just, in this case, it's telling me if you did not say that, we wouldn't automatically allow it to go for the ksuva. That's the point. So when it says like this, who are the in the lake shar? Even in a document that does not have the wide margins. Ba'akamash Malan, that come to teach me, Abagab the Ikashar, then a document where you do have these wide space margins, which would be an expensive, right, gold piece, I'amala, only if he said, I want it to be for the Ksuva, in does it work, but Ilo, but if he doesn't speak out that I want it for the Ksuva, he can't go back later and say, you know what, I have to pay the Ksuva, look how much gold I get, can't do that, unless you speak it out, he, he can't go ahead and do it. My timer, 
What's the reason? Because Avira de Megiltahi, that even though it's got wide margins, we just look at it as the space of the document. It's considered to be the margin of the document. And therefore, he cannot come back and say, obviously it's for the Ksuva. No, because if it's considered to be a margin of that document, we're not going to say, obviously it was for the Ksuva. We're going to say it's part of the actual get, and therefore you don't have a right now to restructure this as part of her Ksuva. Let's go on. Now, this is this circles back to the original Shiloh. Let's say the person says, Hareza Gitef Fainiar Shali. So I'm giving you the get, but I'm retaining ownership of the parchment. Because then you're only being Megarasha with the ICS, and you can't be Megarasha just with letters alone. However, very interesting phenomena. Then Haredz Megureshes. Now, what's the difference? If he says to her, I'm giving this to you, but I'm retaining ownership of the get. The only thing that he's being Megureshes with, the letters. letters. If he says to her, I'm giving this to you, but Almanas, it's a Matana Almanas Bahaksir. That's called in the, I'm giving you a gift, it's yours, but uh, a few days later, you're going to have to give it back. We know, and how long could that work? We have that by Lulav. You have to own your lulav. You don't, you don't want the guy walking over the lulav. You can say, that is considered to be a valid form of a maton. So here too, because at the moment of the get, you are being Megarish, not just with the letters, but with the material as well. You don't have to give it back. No. And if she doesn't give it back? So it'd be, right? So it could be that animal Gareshis, because that's part of the, the, the condition. Boy of Papa. Rapapa asked the following question. What if the person said, I'm being Megarish you, but the area between the letters, between the lines, but between the letters, I'm keeping for myself. You have to cut out each letter. Around the letter and give you the Later on, maybe you're going to have to go ahead and cut out and give me back. But so that's mine. I'm keeping that. Now the Shiloh is though, the area on which the letter is actually on, He's not, he's not he's taking back. back. Right. So therefore, is this better than just saying, I'm keeping the paper? Because you're not keeping the whole paper. Let him keep the letter. Right? You're just keeping the areas, the space between the lines and between the paper. So, boy, Rav Popa, ben shita le shita, o ben teva le teva mai, teku. That's a good shayla. That's a good shayla, because it's better than the case where he said, I'm, what's that? No, the margins, we weren't dealing with the scenario over here. So the outside, outside, outside margin. What's that? You know, no, but here, mom is between the lines. He's saying, mom is between the lines. So he says like this. So take you. But we have another problem. We know that if you write the gets on three different pieces of parchment, it's disqualified. Because for safer Christus, the safer is, it has to be all in one document. If the guy is retaining the area between the lines, it comes out, it's as if you've got multiple documents that are being Megara show with. So the Chayra, what happens to the word Sefer has to be in the singular. So when it says like this, by Tepo the Sefer Echot Amarachmano, Veloshnaim, Ushloshosvarim. So when it says like this, you're right, that would be a problem, except the case we're dealing with, like, Srihat and Meura. Meura is much like you use like a form of cursive, like the letters were long. The way Raja seems to learn is therefore the letters protrude into the next line. The lama goes into line above. The no. kuf goes to the line below. So therefore it makes it considered to be, it's yeah. not, there's no real way to separate it that will make it into multiple documents. It's all considered one. Taisus actually brings down from here, he understands what Ura means, that actually the letters are touching one another. And Taisus says, you see from here, that even though it disqualifies the state for Torah, when you have letters, so he says over here is that it could be, he brings up Yitzchak Bar Mordechai wants to say, the revamp, is that you see that that disqualification is not a disqualification. Right, it's... Uh, no, 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 I said, but if two letters oh, touch oh, each other, disqualify. Yeah, yeah, Whereas... This is paper left to right, out of no. down then? This is up and down. It's up and down. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How are you having the letters connect from one line to the other? Then? You know, because sure. no, when you add, in. it goes like this. It goes like this. So the bottom of the leg of, of the one can go... Oh, the letters are touching. Yes, yes, yes. So there's no... It's definitely, it's even it's if you would cut out and give him the space, it still would be all connected on one document. That's the point. All right. Boy, Rami Bar Chama. Rami Bar Chama says like this. So you have this evidence. Everybody knows that this is the evidence of the husband. It's been the evidence of the husband for 20 years. All right? One day, 
she shows up and she's in possession of the Evid and on the Evid's hand, we had the case of Mishnah, is written a get. Right? So the get cost of Al Yodai. Right? And now, and she's in control of the Evan. Now, what's the issue? The issue is going to be as follows. The issue is that if they did not do this correctly, the correct way in order for it to be a good get is that he has to be makna the Evan to her. He has to, she has to acquire it officially. If she didn't acquire the Evan officially, then that would be like saying is, the get is yours, but I'm keeping the paper for me. Now, she is in possession of the Evan, but our question is, does it mean it was done in a, in a, that was, it was with an, an, an actual Kenyan? Even Almanas is an actual Kenyan. The question now there was a Kenyan performed. So, Mahu, me, I mean, that there was a real acquisition and a transferring of the Evan, and therefore it would be Megoreshes. Or Dilma, who menashe ayo? Maybe the Evid is on his own went, and now he's hanging out over there, but it's not a real transferring of the ownership of the Evid, and therefore what? Not a it will not be a good get. So I'm a Rava, so Rava said like this, but, uh, Rava said, I have a different problem. Is that, Lechora, if you're writing something on a person's hand, so that's Evshal you can erase and put in different names, like this. So why isn't it disqualified? Because Mezuyah Misolcho, because not something that's protected from being, uh, from forged. The tape of lay, the kotsa, the ksav shiochel is dayev, that you're using a form of, uh, of, of print that can be forged and that's disqualified. So when says like this, why is Rava asking this as a kasha on Rami Bar Rava should have this question on our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said that if you write on the hands of an Evid, it's a good get. So why is he only asking this on Rami Bar Chama? Let me explain to you the Gemara's answer. The Gemara's answer is an interesting answer. The Gemara's going to say as follows. Rava learned that in our Mishnah, it's going like the sheet of Rabbi Lozer. Rabbi Lozer says, Adam is Sirakarti, that the, the, what, what, what makes the get viable are the Adam that see it being handed over. So in our Mishnah, even though it's written on the hands of, an, of, of the Evan, and it's, and it's something that, but we don't worry about that the Adam can be forged enough, because you're not relying on the Adam. To, of the, oh, it's written on the hand, you're relying on the Masira of the Adim, and then we had no problem. But clearly, in Rambrachama, there was no Adim at the time of the transaction. If there were Adim, then we would know how the, the, uh, the Evid was transacted and given over. So you're completely relying on the Adim that are signed on the hand, so therefore I, that's Tzav, that, 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 that could be Mezuyah, and it should not be considered valid. That's why Rabbi only had a question on Rambrachama, did not have a question on. So why is it like this? What's that? It's only about the Khtiba. The forgery we're more concerned about, we're concerned about the, the Adis is where the forgery occurs. My question is... Right. How, 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 just finish this, we can ask any questions you want. What is it like this? So what it says, according to Rav, why don't you have the question on our mission itself? It says, Al Yachal Evan. It says in our mission, it also says, Al Yachal Evan. What it says, no, because Bishal Matnisin, when Rav learned our mission, he didn't have a problem, because the Ada Messira. Because there you could say it's going like Rav Lozer, and it's the Ada Messira that are transacting the, 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 the executing the get. And therefore, we're not so concerned about the, the, the Adim that are signed in it, we're more concerned about the, and, and the Adim Messira see the document, they see what happens, and we're not worried about Mazuyaf anymore because you're relying on them and they see what's going on. Allah, but Luram, Racham, Kasha, because according to him, clearly it was no Adam Asira. What's the proof there were no Adam Asira? Because we don't know how it was given over. We don't know was it, it was a Kenyan made or Kenyan wasn't made. So Ram, Racham, and Ami, Lakasha, the Xavis Kaka, we touched on this before, it was a tattoo. Since it was a tattoo, then it cannot be forced. All of the forces, yeah, I'm not supposed to make a tattoo, you're not supposed to, but what if you did? That it was a tattoo. Okay. So then, well, ask us, well, why don't you tell me it was a tattoo? So then, Matnisni Nami, Loitik Sheikh. So therefore, uh, in the Mishnah, it's also not a problem. You don't have to come on to now that the way Rubble learned the Mishnah, he was talking about that yeah. it was Adam Asira. It could even go like that mayor, and you are relying on the Adam that Aksuvin, but it was a tattoo, but Sevis Kaka. My Havila was the bottom line. Again, let's not lose sight of the original Shiloh. The original Shiloh was as Evan is wandering around in the possession of the Isha, and we knew it used to belong to the husband. The question was, was there an actual Kenyan? Does her possession imply there was a valid Kenyan? Or maybe not. 
So Tarshim Akam and listen, Dam Reish Lokish, Reish Lokish says like this, usually we know that in, 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 in most courts of law, the idea is that possession is nine-tenths of the law. So therefore, that is our law, the possession is nine-tenths of the law. However, Reish Lokish told us that that's not true by godras, by flocks, by sheep. Why not? Because since they wander on their own, the fact that they wandered into my field is not. If it's something that normally it was your car, and now I have it, so you could say possession like that, because it doesn't go on its own. But something that goes on its own, then possession is not considered to be uh, a proof of, of ownership. So here too, an evid is also somebody who can go on his own. The fact that she has the evid does not indicate that what? That a valid Kenyan was given transfer. And therefore you cannot assume that the get's a good get. So that it's not considered to be a chazaka. So that until we can bring proof that she actually owns the evid, the get would not be a valid get. You almost stop. How does it, 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 how does it